Father, there is something on the inside that this fire cannot be quenched, O oh Lord God. So, Father, Lord, we've come, O oh Lord, once again this evening, desiring, O oh Lord, you will move in your own way, O oh Lord. The Father, you encourage us this evening, O oh Lord God, and you lift us up, O oh Lord God. Father, we thank you how you've been in the song service and how you've moved, O oh Lord. Father, we ask that now you take the speaker, oh Lord, and you lay him aside, O oh God. Father, I give myself to you, Lord. I pray that you take me out of the way, Lord. The Father, you discern the thoughts and intents of your people, Lord God. And Father, you minister to every soul, Father. Lord, I pray for the hearers also, Lord God. The Father, you move on them, O Lord. The Father, you would quicken us all this evening, Lord, and lift us up a little higher, O God, to make yourself a little more real to us, O Lord God. Father, that we may know, Lord, who we are, O Lord, and step out and fade, O Lord, toe to toe with the enemy, Lord. Claim, O Lord, that which is ours, O Lord, we pray this evening, O God. Father, we pray that it won't just be another service, but Lord, it'll be something, the Lord of God. O Lord, we will remember it from that time, O Lord. Something, O Lord God, that we can stand on, Lord God, Father, that will help us in the service that.
that it will come hereafter, O oh Lord God. That will help us, O Lord, to climb up a little higher, O oh Lord. The Father, Lord, it will make you, O oh Lord, a center of everything in our lives, O oh God. Father, we just yield ourselves to you to save me, Lord God. Father, we believe no one has come here to see me, O oh Lord, but we've all come to see you, Lord. And Father, we want to give you the place, O oh Lord. We want to give you the platform, Lord. Father, we want to give you every part of the service, Lord, and we just want to ask you to take it, O oh God. Father, anoint, O oh Lord God, as we came, O oh Lord, and we were praying, even, Lord, a couple of weeks back, O oh Lord, and Father, we're asking that you will move in a supernatural way, Lord. Father, we ask that you would do it this evening, that you move in a supernatural way, Lord, that you minister personally to hearts and people and souls, O oh Lord God. Oh, Father, we just want to say that we love you, O oh God, and Lord, we just ask, take the service, Lord. Glorify your name, Lord God, for we know you are here, O Lord God, and we don't want to hinder you in any way, Lord. But we want you to move free, Lord, and Mr. So God. May your name be glorified, Father. We commit these things to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, musician. Rich on. God bless you. God bless you. Sure good to be here, amen. And time to love for another time that we can come and we can share the word of the Lord with the bride of Christ, Amen. And it's sure been a blessing over the last weekend, and and through the week it's sure been a blessing, Brother Daniel Andes. Sure enjoyed it, Amen. How many enjoyed the services, Amen. And sure enjoyed the service on Wednesday, Brother Ed, as you're speaking on being a prisoner and listening to that tape. I went back to listen to that tape over the weekend. Man, it was sure a blessing, Amen. We truly want to be prisoners of Christ, Amen. And that. It is Christ leading us, Christ guiding us, amen, and that he's the one that is in control of our lives, full of surrender to him, amen, and we sure enjoyed the service this morning also, amen, as, as he was speaking, amen, we, we really, we really, he is the unfulfilled part of it all, amen, he's the unfulfilled part, he will bring it to pass, amen, we just have to yield ourselves to him, amen, and let him do the work, amen, and this evening we just want to take our scriptures from Jeremiah, Amen. We just want to go to the book of Jeremiah. We want to take Jeremiah chapter 20. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 20. We read from verse 7 to verse 9. Amen. I just want to share something just to encourage ourselves a little bit this evening. Amen. And we truly want the Lord to move. I really want to get myself out of the way. And the Lord will speak to us. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 7. To nine, amen, and then we'll go to Jeremiah 23, and we'll read verse 29 as well, amen, Jeremiah 20, verse 7 says, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived, thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed, I am in derision daily, everyone mocketh me, for since I spake, I cried out, I cried violent and spoiled, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart, as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29. Amen. Here, Jeremiah is just 
again, you know, bringing the word of the Lord as he's bringing it to the people. It's just before they go into captivity and and he's trying to, you know, the Lord is using him to, to bring the people to repentance, to turn back to God, but they just won't listen, amen. And, and here the Lord, as he's speaking to Jeremiah, he just want to take this verse 29, he says, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to read on the word. Amen. You might all have your seat. Amen. Amen. We're sure glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And Amen. Our title this evening is The Fire Shut Up in Your Bonds. Amen. The Fire Shut Up in Your Bonds. Amen. There is a fire, amen, that is shut up in our bones as Jeremiah was speaking. He said, you know, despite all that he was going through, he said that the word of the Lord was, was burning in his heart and was like a fire that was shut up in his bones. Amen. And I just want to look, amen, when you take the word fire, and if we just want to look at fire in the natural way, you know, fire is something that is something that is is something special and, and before I even get into that I just want to say this that I mean as we read the scriptures we can we can clearly identify that you know when we're talking about fire what we're talking about is the word of the Lord amen that the word of the Lord is fire amen as we read in Jeremiah 23 29 is that it's not my word like as a fire amen so I just want to take fire in the natural for a moment. Now, fire in the natural has got the ability, it's got different abilities, amen. Fire on one hand can be used and can be used for good. It can be very useful for us, amen. You know, fire at the tens is, is something that we use. And, you know, I use fire many, many of the time in the work that I do. And, and, you know, fire is something that we can use or they use to provide things that are essential in our lives. Amen. You know, if, if you don't have fire, you won't be able to cook your food. Is that right? <laughs> you know, you need fire to cook your food. It's essential things in our life that we need. You know, the vehicles that we drive, you know, they, they use fire to mold and, you know, to weld pieces together and bring them together so that they can be what they are. And, and you can jump on them and you can drive them. Drive them amen. And, and fire is used to make different types of utensils as well that we use in our daily lives, amen, and, and you know, when you're making all these utensils, you know, the fire is used to mold the, the object, to mold everything, to bring it to a place that it can be used, amen, they need to use the fire because why, this thing is so hard, we're talking about metals and different things, they are hard, so they use the fire to be bring it to a state where they can mold it, they can shape it, amen, in a way that it can be useful for its own purpose, amen, so fire is something that can be used for good, but fire on the other hand as well, and the natural is something destructive, amen, Man, fire can really burn, amen. You know, you can have the prettiest building that you can ever build, and you know, the prettiest house you could ever build. But once it, fire comes in, fire is no respecter of whatever beauty or whatever ten is, amen. Fire comes in, it just divorces and destroys anything that comes in its way. Fire will burn down, you know, will burn you, 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 you field. Fire will burn anything that it comes in contact with. Fire will just destroy it. So, fire is something as well that is able to destroy. Fire is something something that can, can burn our flesh and completely bring, bring us to a place of complete death. Is that right? So fire is something that burns. Fire can burn a whole city. And we know that we're living in a time that 
Amen. When order the world is going to be destroyed by fire. Amen. You know, the world has had its water baptism as it was in the days of Noah. And the world has had a sanctification through the blood of Jesus Christ. But now the time has come that the world needs the baptism of fire again to purge it and completely make it a place where we can come and spend, you know, all the, 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 the millennium and all that in there. So the, the world also has to go through a purging. Amen. But now we want to move a little bit in the spiritual for, for a moment as well as we're talking as fire and, and we said the fire is you know the word of the Lord is, is, is fire amen and, and as we said the fire can be used as good as that can be destructive as well and so when you look at the word of God as fire you know the word of God as well is something that is used for our good amen it's got good purpose the word of God has got promises in them amen that are a blessing to us that we can take them and we can use them that can provide our needs and all those kind of things amen and the word of God as a fire as well as something that can mold us and can shape us, amen, to bring us into a certain state, to be in the image and that the God wants to see us into, amen. The word of God is something that can burn our old nature away and so that we can have a new nature, amen. So the word of God is the fire that comes in our lives and, and it can destroy as well. It can destroy, you know, it's got the power to destroy any type of habits that we've got in our lives, amen. It's got the power to destroy any type of addiction that we've got in our lives. The word of God is fire. It comes in and it can tear down the enemy and, and it can possess the gates of the enemy and it can do all these things. Amen. It is powerful. Amen. And it can come in, the fire, it can destroy any kind of sickness, amen. And, and you know, it can destroy the work of the enemy as well. Why? Because it's the fire, it's the word of God. You know, we have many promises in the word that can destroy the enemy, that gives us promises and all that, amen. Now we want to go to Revelation chapter 11 for a moment. Revelation 11 verse 5. And we just want to read now, Revelation 11 is talking about the two, the two, the two witnesses, amen. And we know that these two witnesses, who are they? They are prophets that will come on the scene right and so these two witnesses as they come on the scene and the scripture is speaking about them in Revelation 11 verse 5 will say that and if any man will hurt them fire proceeded out of the amount and devoured their enemies and if any man will hurt them he must in this manner be killed amen so the, the word of God is saying that as these prophets are coming and we know that these prophets was it's going to be Moses and Elijah amen and we know that in this last age we have received a messenger whose message was a parallel of that of the message of, of the messenger Moses right amen and we know that he was also fulfilling one of the five comments of Elijah is that right so we can see as these two prophets in Revelation 11 uh, we see them as Moses and Elijah we can also see that we've received a prophet that had a ministry of a, of a similar of a similar of a similar caliber amen and and the scripture is saying that as these men will come fire will proceed out of the man, out of their mouth to devour anyone that will try to help hurt them. Amen. And we know that the book of Revelation is a book of symbols. And, and when it says the fire proceed out of their mouth, it's not so much talking about, you know, as we see in, 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 um, in all these fantasy movies or whatever it is, and you have a dragon and, and they open their mouth and fire just, pro, you know, proceeds out of their mouth. You know, that's not what the, the scripture is talking about. They're not going to be walking around and breathing fire on people and burning people out. That's not what the scripture is talking about. But what he's saying is that it's the word of God that is going to proceed out of the amount and it's going to devour the enemy. Amen. That is what it's going to be. It's the word of God that is going to be proceeding out of the amount. Amen. Brother Branham in the 6th 
sealed Jeffersonville 1963 you say now look here when these prophets are prophesying they say if any man mistreats them harm them fire proceed from their mouth holy ghost fire is that the word is that the word is God word is fire he said is that word is the spirit see proceed from their mouth so brother Branham here confirms to say the fire proceeding out of their mouth is gonna be the word of God amen now we know that these prophets are gonna rise up in a time of tribulation amen they'll rise up in a time of tribulation and this time is not only gonna be a time of tribulation but it's also a time of deliverance for the children, for the Jews, amen. It's also a time of deliverance as they arise in this season, in these three and a half years. It's also a time where deliverance is coming to the Jews, is that right, amen, amen. And so, uh, and we know that as, as this moment is gone and they are coming, God is going to use them to bring a message. And this message is going to be something that will, will bring the Jews back to recognize the atonement and to bring deliverance to them. Amen. Now we want to come back to the bride for a moment. Now we know that the bride is living in a time, this very moment that we're living in. We know it's a type of a pre-tribulation period. We can see things happening. And, and you know, we can see, you know, the winds of judgment starting to blow and starting to come. And we are living in in this period we're living in this time of pre-tribulation amen and our, our tribulation at the moment is not so much in the in the natural in our bodies and those kind of things but it's more in the spiritual realm it is it is something that is bombarding us in our minds and and it's just kind of afflicting us it's a mind battle as a matter of fact you know paul was speaking second corinthians 10 verse 3 and 6 he said for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal but mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience with your obedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. So, you know, as we face and as we end the stage of tribulation, and that is a battle in our mind, the scripture is saying the way that we're going to face this moment is by the word of God, using the word to cast down imagination using the word of God to cast down anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God bringing every thought to the captivity amen that's the way we're going to face the battle amen that we're facing in this tribulation time that we are in amen but I want you to notice also something that as these two prophets came on this they will come on the scene in a future time as they come as we said they're coming to also bring deliverance to the Jews but I want you to notice that as the scriptures speak about them as they on the scene they start to divert your enemy before deliverance actually take place amen they start to divert your enemy before the deliverance actually start to take place amen and we know that the same authority that is being given to them with your message to divide the enemy it is the same authority that was given to the messenger to this last age to also devour every enemy amen the same authority that they had with your message is the same authority that was given to the seven messenger to this last age. Amen. But now I want you to notice that there is a difference here. Now you see that these two prophets that will come on the same. Now the scripture is saying that they have been given power. They are able to devour the enemy and they are going to bring deliverance. But now the difference between these two that are going to the Jews and do and not and, and, and the difference between them and, and the bride 
bride and the messenger that the bride receives, the difference is that these two are the ones that are devouring the enemy. But here in the bride is not only the messenger that is going to have the power and the authority to devour the enemy, but now there's also going to move the power of the fire that is in these two witnesses. It's not only going to be a fire in the messenger of the seventh age, but that fire is now going to also move into the bride. It's going to move into a people. And now it's not just going to be the messenger that is going to be able to devour the enemy, but now the fire is going to move into a bride. It's going to move into a people that now they are going to have the power and the authority to be able to devour the enemy. Now I want you to notice something that when Moses walked into the pillar of fire, the pillar of fire came into Moses. Amen. And we know that Moses was a type of Christ and not only a type of Christ but we said that the message or the messenger of this last age his ministry was a parallel of that of Moses. Amen. So now if the pillar of fire went into Moses then that means that the same pillar of fire went into Jesus. Amen. And if that pillar of fire went into Jesus then that means that the same pillar of fire went into the prophet. Amen. And if we believe that the bride is the manifestation, is the continuation of the Son of Man ministry, then that means that that same fire that was in the prophet has come now inside of the bride. Oh, hallelujah. I'm just going to take my time here for a little bit. Amen. Now it means that that same fire has now come on the inside of the bride. Amen. Amen. Now listen to Brother Branham here. The unveiling of God, Jeffersonville, 1964. It said, Moses was the veil. The living one, I want you to stay close with this, with this, with this quote, amen. And, uh, and we just want to lay some foundation just for a moment, amen. Amen. It said, it said Moses was the veil. The living word of God veiled behind human flesh. Is that the pillar of fire was in Moses. Of course, speaking what was to be veiled later behind skins, you see. So he was saying that uh, Moses was a type of Christ that was to come. And the pillar of fire was in Moses and it was a type to say Christ is going to come. And he's also going to be a veil and the pillar of fire is going to be in him. Brother Branham continuing to say, now that the word was brought forth, then it was written out. It was written out, then it was put behind and still veiled. So he said the word came forth, it was written out, but still it was veiled. For God was always in that word, amen. He is the word, always. He was in that word. That's the reason that the word had to be veiled. Now, Brother Branham said, oh, brother, sister, are you catching up? Congregation says, amen. But now, Brother Branham explains it. And I said, look, don't you see? It's been veiled through these ages according to what God said. And it will be opened in the last days. Those seven seals will be broke and the full turn will come into view of the people. What's, what's, look, 
what took place all along is that the hour of the seven angels message all the mysteries of God should be made known in that Elijah this last hour how the Christ is is put out of his church the son of God how he is revealed as the son of man again how that the church is to be put in order and everything for the last days no creed no denomination just absolutely the word living in the individual is that I'll take one and leave and leave one. I'll take this and leave that one. See, there is no string, no denomination, no binding or anything. It's the heart with God and Him alone. Amen. So what he's saying is the word was in Moses, it was veiled, but now the word is written, and the word written is still veiled until the, 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 the mighty angel comes down and uses the seventh messenger to reveal that word, to unveil that word unto us in this last age. So the prophet messenger, he receives the word, and the word is veiled in him. Amen. The word is veiled on the prophet messenger, but now the prophet messenger comes and he unveils the word. And as he unveils the word, there is a people that receive the word. And when they receive the word, the word becomes veiled in them. And as the word becomes veiled in them, now they start to unveil the word again. Amen. And when they start to unveil the word again, the people don't understand. They don't say, see what is happening, what is going on, what is going on on the inside of these people. Why are they different? Why do they act different? Because something has come on the inside and they are unveiling Jesus Christ again. Amen. Brother Branham will continue again to say in the same message. Amen. He said, notice that we then become part of him as you are the veil that veils him. Amen. So now we become part of him as we are the veil that is veiling him. We have become now the veil of Jesus Christ. He is living on the inside of us. Amen. So the message didn't remain in the prophet. Unveiled in him alone, but he unveiled it so that it can be veiled in you and me. Amen. He said, uh, He said, then we then become part of him as you are the veil that veils him. You as part of him as long as Christ is in you, as Christ was in God, because God was in him, made him God. And as Christ in you, the hope of glory, you become part of Christ. Amen. And I said, he that believed on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. See, you become part of Christ as long as Christ is hid in you. Then it's veiled to the unbeliever. But you know he is in you. You are the temple of Christ that's behind the veil, the skin. Then because of this veil, the veil again in human flesh, hides God, the word, from the unbeliever. So the unbeliever don't understand, he can't see it. But you understand it because you know he's in you. 
And that word, as we said, is a fire. Amen. It's a fire. So the prophet has come just as it was with the two witnesses. Amen. That the fire proceeded out of their mouth. In other words, the word proceeded out of their mouth. Now the prophet, he also having a ministry, has got the fire in him. And it has proceeded out of the mouth. But the difference now is that there is a bride that has received that word. And now that fire is living on the inside of the bride. Amen. Not fire is now living on the inside of the bride. So the word all down through the ages that was in the prophet and all down through the Old Testament it was in this prophet and it was in that prophet. And, and you know the kings came and the judges came and, and the word just kept coming and going. But it was coming to a culmination. It was coming to a culmination in these last days where the full word was going to be revealed and it was going to be put into a people that is called the bride. And the word was going to become a fire that was shut up in your bones. Now I want you to notice that bone is something very special. Now if you don't have a bone, you cannot walk. If you don't have a bone, you cannot chew, you cannot talk, you can't do anything if you don't have a bone. Amen. And also when you were dead and, and everything is gone, you know, they can still dig up your bones. And from there they can trace back your DNA and know your characteristics. Amen. That's how powerful your bone is. And so when now the fire comes into that bone, when the fire comes on the inside of you, it changes your way of walking. It changes your way of acting. Amen. And when the fire comes on the inside and you are put down on the grave, and because you've got fire in that bone, it comes a day that when that bone hears the trumpet sound, because it has a representation, in heaven the bone rises again as it is spoken in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 why because you've got a representation you've got fire in that bone and that bone cannot die that bone cannot putrefy why because it has a representation Amen. It has a representation. It has received the fire. Amen. Amen. But I want you to notice one more thing about these two witnesses. And as this is the last thing we'll talk about them. When they come on the scene, they know who they are. They know who they are by the word of God. Because the word has spoken concerning them. And it has said that they will devour any enemy that will try to come against them. And when they come, they are going to act according to what the word says about them. Amen. That is the way that they are going to act according to what the word says about them. So there is a prophecy concerning them. Amen. And as they come, they will fulfill that prophecy. And you know, Jeremiah, you know, before Jeremiah was even born, there was a prophecy concerning him. 
There was a word that was spoken concerning him. Amen. He was already predestinated. He was already chosen. See, he didn't choose to be a prophet, but God chose him to be a prophet. If it was Jeremiah's choice, he would have lived any kind of life. But God said, I have chosen you, and I want you to be the prophet to that generation, to warn them and preach the gospel. Amen. And you didn't choose yourself, but God chose you. God made you. God brought you on this age for a purpose. Amen. The scripture will say in Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 4 to 10, it said, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. Then said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all, all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. He said, Be not afraid for their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched his mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, or you put my word in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to draw down, to build, and to plant. Amen. See, he was predestinated to pull down. He was predestinated to destroy, to draw down, to build. Amen. And to plant. Amen. And I believe that this evening, I am talking to a bride of Christ that I've been predestinated to be the manifested word of God in this last days amen before you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb God knew you before you came forth he knew you he had ordained you he had predestinated you and he has put his word in your mouth amen that you will go forth and you will prophesy again to many nations to many people to many tongues to many kings you will been chosen you have been predestinated amen. amen but you know one time it didn't come easy it didn't come easy. See, Jeremiah had a prophecy concerning him. He said, you go forth. I put my word in your mouth. You go declare the word of God. I am going to be with you. And Jeremiah goes out. And I believe his first sermon, he thought everyone was going to repent. And everyone was going to turn to God. But Jeremiah goes out. And he brings the word of the Lord. And the people just turn your back. And they don't even listen to Jeremiah. But the Lord told them, you go forth. Or you put my word in your mouth. And here he is going forth, prophesying. But nothing is happening. And the people are turning their back and they're not even listening to him. And he's starting to get a little discouraged, amen. 
But you know, there is one thing sure that the Lord has spoken. And whatever Jeremiah said, it was going to come to pass. Why? Because it was the Lord that has spoken to Jeremiah. It wasn't the words of Jeremiah. It was the words of God that was given to Jeremiah. It wasn't the message of Jeremiah. It was God's message to the people. Amen. It wasn't Jeremiah doing the work. It was God working through Jeremiah to do the work. It didn't matter how long it was going to take for the prophecy to come to pass Jeremiah had to do his part he had to prophesy he had to speak the word and he just had to wait on the God and know that what he was saying was going to come to pass amen and how many times have we come to that place sometimes where we know that we've been given a promise and we've been given authority. We can go all the way down through the Bible. Matthew chapter 18 from verse 18 to 19. It will say that you, whatever you point on earth, it shall be pound in hell. And whatever you lose, it shall be losing. It said if two people shall agree concerning any term and they will ask of the Lord, it shall be granted unto them. You can go to Mark 11 verse 22 to 24 and it will say that you say to this man and it shall be moved you have been given many promises you can go to John 14 verse 13 to 14 and it said whatsoever thing you will ask in my name it said that I will do it for you you can go all the way back to Revelation chapter 10 verse 11 and it'll say to you that you must prophesy again and you will take all the scriptures and you will go on your knees and you will pray and you will claim the word and you will defeat and you will claim and you will speak against the enemy but at the end of it all it looks Looks like the enemy is not moving. I don't know you, but I have been there. That you've taken all the promises. You've gone there and you've pined. And you've lost. But it looks like nothing is happening. And then here we are, we start to get discouraged. And tires start to set in and fear start to set in. Because we get in this courage, we, we, we proclaim in the word, but nothing is happening. We declare in the word, but nothing is happening. Amen. But you heard it so well this morning. You know, when God came and he said, let there be. And he spoke and let there be and let there be. You know what at the end God did? He went and rested. He spoke the word and he went and rested. He wasn't worried about it anymore. He wasn't going about checking to see if this is happening, if that is happening. Oh, millions of years with a one boy. He was just resting. Because he was done spoke the word. But then there came a day, as what the head was showing, that the tree started to spring up. And that one started to spring up. And it started to, the enemy started to say, well, what is happening here? He wasn't worried. He was resting. Amen. He was just resting. Amen. And you know, Jeremiah in chapter, in Jeremiah chapter 19, you see the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and, and the Lord told him, Jeremiah, I want you to take a pot, a pot of earthen, earthen bottle and, and I want you to go out and I want you to go to the valley of the son of Hinnon and, and I want you to go forth and I want you to prophesy these words to the people. And Jeremiah takes this earthen, this earthen bottle, this potter's earthen bottle, and he goes out and, and he starts to declare the word to the people and, and declare the word to the people. 
And the Lord told him, once you're done declaring the word, take that vessel and break it and show them that that is the way that they are going to be. That that is how I'm going to break them. Just the way that I am breaking this vessel. And Jeremiah goes forward and he takes the vessel and, and he breaks it and he tells them, this is exactly the way that God is going to reduce you to. But the people turn your back and just walk away. Amen. And here Jeremiah started to get a little discouraged. Started to get a little discouraged. Amen. How many times have we gone before the Lord and, and we've charged the enemy? And we put things before him and, and we've said this and we've said that. But no one seemed to move. Jeremiah doesn't stop there. He goes all the way into the courts of the Lord's haste. And he starts to proclaim the word of the Lord again. And the priest in the house hears the words of Jeremiah and he comes out and he takes Jeremiah and points him. He puts him in fetters. He points Jeremiah with the word of the Lord. And the next morning he brings Jeremiah out and, and Jeremiah comes out and, and he starts to prophesy and, and tell Peshaw the priest of how God is going to destroy him. How many times have we gone before the Lord and, and charged the enemy and noticed him to move? How many times, young people, and you're struggling with something and, and you've gone and you put it before the Lord and you've said, I don't want this and you've charged the enemy and you've cast him out, but the enemy turns around and, and puts you in bondage. But you are declaring the word of the Lord, but he turns around and puts you in bondage again. Puts you in a bondage of fear. Puts you in a bondage of doubt. But you're declaring the word of God. You're taking the very promises that's been given to you. You're taking the very message that has been given to you. That was what Jeremiah was doing. And he must have got a little discouraged. Amen. He must have got just a little discouraged. Just a little discouraged. I want to say to you this evening, you don't have to be discouraged. Amen. You don't have to be discouraged. You've gone before the enemy, you've claimed the word, and it looks like the enemy is mocking you. And it looks like you have become the laughing stock of the enemy. But you don't have to be discouraged. Because the word of the Lord has come this evening, and it wants you to know that according to the word of the Lord, whatever that you shall say, it will come to pass. Whatever you shall say, it will come to pass. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 8 to 11. Amen. It said, for mine thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so are mine, mine ways higher than your ways, and mine thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, what a place to have snow coming down from heaven, amen. <laughs> and as the snow, as the rain cometh down and, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but, 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 but watereth the air and maketh it to bring forth and board. And it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the time where to I send it. 
Amen. That is the word of the Lord. So when you go to the Lord and you start to pray and you start to bring these things before him. And you start to bring these things before him. I want you to notice one thing. Those are not your words. Those are his words. So far as you go unto him. And you are taking this word. And you are bringing it forth. It is not your word. It is his word. So far as you are taking the promises. That are written or that are spoken on the tapes. Just as the prophet said. Say what is on the tapes. And you are saying what is on the tapes. That is not your word. But that is the word of the Lord. And the scriptures says that those words will not return to him void but they will accomplish they will accomplish what they are purposed for when you go forth speaking don't be discouraged those words are going to accomplish what they are purposed for I want you to know this evening that you have got the word of God that is living on the inside of you you see Jeremiah despite all the discouragement that he was facing with the people and all that was happening you see Jeremiah had come to a place that he had gotten so discouraged that he started to actually say I don't want to even proclaim the word of the Lord anymore I don't want to preach this gospel anymore. Oh, friends, I tell you, how many people have come to that place and they've gotten this courage because they took this word and they couldn't wait to see the word manifested and they turned your back. They took this message and they couldn't wait to see the message manifested and so they turned your back. But I want you to say, you are still sitting here. Why are you still sitting here? Oh, come on, church. Why are you still sitting here? here there is something that is on the inside of you see Jeremiah as he's sitting there being discouraged feeling like giving up oh something started rising Jeremiah and Jeremiah started to say but wait a minute but wait a minute you know there is discouragement and all that but I can see something swelling in my heart there is something that is on the inside that I cannot stop there is something that is swelling there is something that is bubbling I just cannot stop it it's in my heart like a fire that is shut up in my bones why are you still sitting here it's because there is a fire that is shut up in your bones they turned your back but you are still here why? Because there is a fire that is shut up in your bones. Oh, hallelujah. There is a fire that is in your bones. You will proclaim the word and it looks like it's not happening, but you are still here. There is a fire in those bones. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There is still fire in those bones. Oh, don't be discouraged this evening. Just because you were speaking the word and it looks like Satan is not moving. There is a time of manifestation coming. There is a promise. Brother Branham was speaking, looking to the unseen. He said, you wait till the squeeze come and you watch that turpole. Oh, friends, I tell you, there is a glorious moment coming. I tell you something, before this bride takes this, takes it, takes this flight away from this place, there is going to come a time that we will devour the enemy. Oh, come on, church. There is going to come a time that you will devour your enemy. Before the deliverance takes place, you have a right to devour your enemy. Oh, those two prophets, when they came on the scene, before the deliverance came, they got given power to devour the enemy, to tear down the enemy, to tear down every wall. Oh, come on, church. 
You have been given power. You have been given authority. There is a fire that is shut up in your pants. Oh, come on, church. There is a fire shut up in your bones. Oh, I tell you, I'm starting to feel religious this evening because there is a fire that is shut up in my bones. Oh, but you got to realize, you got to recognize that you've got fire in your bones. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you think is going to raise those bones? All the saints that have come before, since the Lord are gone, what do you think is going to raise that bone? It's because there is fire that is shut up in there. That is what is going to raise it back again. All the saints that have gone forward, what is going to raise them up again? It's the fire that was shut in their bones in their age as they took the message and they received the message and they lived by the message. That's by the people that turned their back on that message. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He said, Eloise, oh, there is a fire that is shut up in my bones. Oh, hallelujah. There is life in there. Oh, let me say this to your church. There is life. Amen. It is not over yet. Amen. It is not over yet. Don't try to throw your white flag now. It is not over yet. The battle is just about to start. Oh, the battle is just about you thought you had a battle. It's going to get worse. But don't you worry about it getting worse. Because there is something greater that is going to be manifested in you. All along these years, as you've been sitting in this church, as you've been listening to the tapes, as you have been listening to the preaching of the word, it is fire that was building up in your bones. Oh, for a moment, for a time that is to come when the enemy will rise against you it is the fire that will be in your bones that you will speak the word and you will devour the enemy it is a fire that is coming in your bones oh let me say this to your church you might as well start putting on your joy shoes this evening because we want to preach just a little bit this evening go ahead and put on your joy shoes this evening oh hallelujah you've got a fire you are predestinated your name is written on the Lamb's book of life oh I want you to know something. Satan has tried to take that name of that book and he brought depression your way. Trying to rob that name with depression but he couldn't take it off because God wrote your name. He tried to bring sickness to erase that name but he couldn't take it off because God wrote your name. Oh come on church. Your name is on the book. You didn't put it there. He put it there. Oh, come on. Oh, if you could only realize that, that you were chosen. No one is going to take a rapture. You are going to take a rapture. Satan is not taking a rapture. You are taking a rapture. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let him go ahead and say what I want to pay this message. I have already caught the revelation. Something has already happened to me. A fire has already come in my bones. I can't turn back anymore. I can't return anymore. I can't go back to the world anymore. Something has happened. A fire has come in my bones. I can't turn back because God has taken control of this being. There's nothing that can stop me anymore. Satan can't stop me. Oh, the Depression can't stop me. Diseases can't stop me. Death cannot stop me. Because there is fire in the bones that will go down on the grave. Because it will rise again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
How did you bring your joy shoes this evening? I hope you did. I hope you did because I got mine on and you're pretty shiny too. Oh, hallelujah. I got some few things for the anima this evening. Hey, man. There is fire shut up in your bones. Oh, I tell you, church, you have received the message of your age. That message is fire. Amen. Notice that message. It's all the revelation that was in the book has been revealed to you. All the mysteries that was in there has been bounded up together and has been put in the bride. Oh, hallelujah. You want to talk about power? You know, those back in the, in the Luther's age, they had a little bit. You know, Wesley got a little more. And, and Pentecost got a little more. Oh, but it came a point, you know, all down this age, I could just imagine God, you know, just pours a little bit of Luther. And, and Luther goes for the justification. And, and that's great. And Wesley comes and he pours a little more. And, and Wesley goes, hey, with sanctification. And, and Pentecost comes and he pours, you know, down to them. And, and they go forward with the gifts and, and all that. And, and he sees this last group coming up. And, and he looks back and he said, oh, there's not a more left. These are the old. These are the people. These are the last group. And he looked into his cap. And he said, oh, mine. I've got so much in here. I've just been pouring a little there. And a little there. And a little here. But now these people, i got to pour everything I've got in this cap upon these people. Because these people are the last people. People. These people are the ones that are going to finish the race. And so he took the cup and he poured all the revelation into the church. Oh, come on, church. He poured it all in there to them. He said, now you've got all the fire. Go forth and conquer. Go forth and defeat the enemy. Go forth and tear down and destroy and pull down. Oh, hallelujah. You've got all the fire, young people. Oh, mine. Don't you ever think that this message is for your mom and dad only. The fire is for you too. Hallelujah. A young person can take that same fire and be a tormentor of the devil. Oh, hallelujah. You can torment Satan in the morning when you wake up. Oh, you know, Satan is so much desiring to see you go in the world and, and destroy yourself and all that. But you've got a fire on the inside of you. I tell you, young person, don't you stop listening to those tapes. Don't you stop reading your Bible. But you keep staying in there. You keep charging that fire. You keep charging that fire. Because they tell you it is the fire that is going to change your bodies. Nothing else can change your body. But it's only this fire that can change your body. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it is time for you to rise up from your ashes this evening. It's time for you to rise up from your ashes. Amen. Let me say this to you. The ashes is not a sign that the fire is out. Ashes is not a sign that the fire is out. Amen. Let me just read something to you about ashes. Amen. I just got this from Mr. Google. Mr. Google says, Is that coals and ashes from fire can remain hot enough to start a fire for many days after the fire is out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read that again. I think some of you didn't get it. 
is that coal and ashes from fire can remain hot enough to start a fire for many days after the fire is out. Oh, hallelujah. Oh man, you may be lying here or saying ashes or whatever. I want you to know the fire can be started again. The fire can be started again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fire can be started again. It doesn't finish there. Oh, I love this part. He said the exact amount of time for complete extinguishment and cooling depends on many factors. Such as how hot the fire was. What was burning? And this is my favorite part. How much unburned fuel remains? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Let me read that again to you. He said the exact of amount of time for complete extinguishment and cooling depends on many factors. So for you to completely cool off to a place where you are dead completely, it's going to depend on these factors. How hot the fire was. And what was burning. And how much on burnt fuels remain. Oh, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, you may be lying here as ashes this evening, but let me say something to you. If you had a word of God on the inside of you before you became ashes, there is no way that you can be extinguished. There is no way that you can cool down. Oh, hallelujah. There is no way that you can cool down because the word that was inside of you is eternal. It's an eternal word. There is no way it can extinguish. There is no way it can cool down. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, friends, we've got a lot of unburned fuel. We've got a lot of unburned fuel. As the bride of Christ, there is a lot of unburned fuel. There is a lot of Holy Ghost remaining that you can receive. Oh, there is a lot of healing remaining that you can receive. There is a lot of deliverance remaining that you can receive. There is a lot of unburned fuel remaining. Oh, hallelujah. A lot of unburned fuel remaining. Oh, you can rise up out of your ashes this evening. There is a lot of unburned fuel remaining. This evening, maybe you can get a spark. Some time ago, Brother John will take a service and he'll title it from a spark to a flame. Oh, hallelujah. From a spark to a flame. You may be lying here as ashes, but you can receive a spark this evening. You can receive a spark by the word of God this evening. You can receive a spark by the movement of the Holy Ghost this evening. And your spark will turn into a fire. Amen. Your spark would turn into a fire if only you can continue to find that fire find it with the word find it with the tapes and you watch that fire or take its place and when that fire comes I tell you it'll burn anything that comes its way if sickness comes its way it'll burn it down if depression comes its way it'll burn it down if complexes comes its way it'll burn it down 
Fire is destructive. Amen. Fire is destructive. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know why we need to come into the presence of the Lord. Sick and leave sick. I don't know why we need to come in the presence of the Lord, defeated and live defeated. Why we need to come in the presence of the Lord, completely not feeling good and completely depressed and live again depressed. Brother Branham will have a vision, a tent vision, amen. When he had a tent vision, there was a little room on the platform. Oh, come on, church, are you with me this evening? There was a little room on the platform. And Brother Branham said, he saw the people. You know, the angel said, the pillow fire went in there. And he said, I'll meet you in there. And the people went into that room. And the sick went into that room. And they came out well. And the pain went into that room. And they came out free. Oh, come on, church. And the depressed, the defeated went into that room and they came out victorious. What was doing them? It was the fire that was in that room. It was the pillar of fire that was in that room. I want you to know this evening, that room is in here. That room is in you. You can walk in depressed. You can walk in sick and you can come out well. You can walk in defeated and you can come out victorious. That room is here. That room is here. Oh, hallelujah. We're living in a time of the manifestation of the word. Brother Branham said, if there ever was a time that the sons of God need to be made manifested, it is this time. This is the season. This is the moment. This is the time that the sons of God has to be made manifested. Amen. That room is here. That Shekinah glory is here. Oh, you know, one time they took Aaron's rod. It was completely dry. And they put it in that room. What was in there? It was the Shekinah glory. It was the fire. It was the pillar of fire that was in that room. And when they put that rod in there, that rod started to bud. Amen. You don't need to come into the presence of the Lord and live the same way. That same fire is here to save them. That same fire is on the inside of you. You don't have to come in sick and leave sick. There is power in the midst of God's people. This is the living church of God. This is not a dead church of God. A living church of God produces life. A living church of God produces healing. A living church of God produces deliverance. This is the church of God. This is not a church of a man. This is God that I put it together. This is God that I brought this bride together. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It was right in that presence. Amen. You can take a dry bone in there and that dry bone can come back to life. Ezekiel had dry bones. Amen. You see them dry bones will lie in there. You may have a situation in your life this evening that looks so dry and it seems there's no way out. Let me tell you about Ezekiel and the bones that he saw. He saw those bones. They were so dry. So dry. But you know what happened when those bones came under the voice of the messenger of that that age, those bones started to get quickened. Oh, come on, church. Those bones started to get quickened. Why? Because they came under the influence, under the voice of the message of the day. And you may have a dry bones. I want you to know that you have come under the message of this day, under the fire of this day. And you don't have to live as a dry bone. You can live this place as a mighty army that has risen up. Amen. That has received heal them. Let us receive deliverance. This is the church of God. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, you can see dry bones coming to life this evening. Hallelujah. Because there is still fire. Oh, that is shut upon the bones. Amen. Oh, you walk in sickness even. You can walk out healed. Oh, friends, don't just take it as the word of a man. But this is the word of God. It is more than possible. It is more than able. Amen. Amen. Oh, there is still fire. That is shut upon your bones. Amen. Oh, you know, friends. We have been staying on the ring for too long. You know, when you go in a boxing match, you know, there are those people who just stay on the ring and they just lie on the ring and, and you know, they take a blow and they try to resist it and they try to dodge them and, and all those kind of things and they just resting on the ring and resting on the ring and the enemy is just pushing at them and the enemy is just hitting them and he's doing all that. Oh, friends, that is not your position. You are not supposed to be on the fence of the ring and be pushed away by the enemy. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You have received this message. You have not just received the message, but you've received the power that will send the message. You've received the fire that will send the message. you received the God that will send the message. It has come on the inside of you. You don't have to be lying on that robe and letting the enemy punch you and push you here and push you there. There was one time ago, you know, some of the young people here, some young brothers took a service and, we, you know, you should go listen to us. It's very good. A new generation rising up. And, you know, there's some few young brothers, I think, Brother Mark Eaton and, and Brother Isaac and um, might be missing one more, I don't remember, but some few brothers took some few services here and and I remember Brother Mark took something that really struck me. And I just want to take it for a moment. It's okay for me to borrow that. Amen. And, and he started to talk about the conquest of I. The conquest of I, which was Joshua's time. And Joshua got into the land. And, you know, they were told that they should go ahead and, and take the land of I to con conquer the people of I. And so the Lord told Joshua, go ahead and I've given you the people of I. And, you know, so Joshua started on a plan to go for this battle. And they started to have a strategy to put together. And, and they said, you know what, we're going to have an ambush. We're going to lay an ambush to the people of I. And so they were going to lay an ambush on the west side and an ambush on the north side. Amen. And and as they laid this ambush, what they were going to do was Joshua was going to go with an army because between I and the children of Israel was a little valley. And so what Joshua was going to do that he was going to go down this valley and definitely the people of I was going to see Joshua. And when they saw Joshua, they were going to come against Joshua. And so then Joshua with his army, they would turn around and they will start to run. And as they start to run, all the people of I are going to pursue them and try to destroy them. And so when Joshua would run and the people of I, you pursue him, and you got to a point where he had pulled all of them out. He's gonna raise his sword, and then the ambush on the west and the ambush on the north will invade I, and they will burn it down. And when they see that the flames that are taking place in I, then Joshua and his army will turn around and they will completely destroy the people of I. So that was the strategy, amen. And, and so they did everything just according to that way. And they went ahead and, and you know, the one and the people of Oi, all of them followed Joshua as an ambush. And then they just followed him. And the ambush came and they fell on the city and, and they burned the city down. And, and after they burned the city down, Joshua turned around and, and he completely defeated the people of Oi. Now you may be the Joshua this evening that, that you've gone ahead and you've faced the enemy.
Amen. You've gone ahead and you've went in the valley and, and the enemy assaulted you and you seen that you are coming. And the enemy turned around and, and now he's been chasing you and as we said, he has you on the robe and he's just punching you and punching you here and, and trying to push you here and push you there and, and you've been running. But I've got news for you this evening. God has an ambush shut this evening. That God has gone to the enemy's camp and he has burned down everything that the enemy has got. He has got an ambush this evening. He has destroyed the camp of the of the eye. You know how he destroyed it? He destroyed it at Calvary. That day when he was nailed there, he completely had laid an ambush to Satan and his kingdom. And he destroyed all the camp of Satan. So I want you to rise up this evening. And I want you to turn around and start to face the enemy that has been pursuing you. Start to face those children of I. And God has given given them into your hands. Arise and start to pursue them because the ambush has already done its part. They've gone and burned down the city. He's gone down to hell and he's taken the keys of hell and dead and the grave. He's defeated sickness. He's defeated depression. He has destroyed every work. This is your time now to turn around and start to face the people of I. Oh, come on, church. This is your time to turn around and start to face the people of I. Amen. The ambush has gone in. They've destroyed everything. I has been given to you. Whatever you were going through, he's been given to you. Amen. He's been given to you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that same fire that came down on the day of Pentecost is the same fire that has come down on this age. Amen. Oh, friends, it hasn't changed. On the day of Pentecost, it was the Logos. It was God devoiding himself and coming down on each and every one of the individual. The same fire that went in Peter. It went into, it went into, it went into John and it went into Philip. And it's the same fire that met Paul on the way to Damascus. Can't you see the fire all from Genesis all down to the way to, to Revelation? It is the word of God. It goes from Genesis to Revelation. It was the same fire that went into them. And it is the same fire that traveled down through the ages. And it is the same fire that you have received this evening. Oh, let them persecute you. The fire will set you free. Oh, hallelujah. The fire has got the power to break the prison bars. Hallelujah. The fire has got the power. One time they got it together to pray. And, and, and Peter was in a prison somewhere. And, and they started to pray. And as they started to pray, here he goes and, and breaks the bands. And here is Peter completely free and comes to the people. And Rhoda goes to the door and opens the door and sees Peter. And she's like, no, it's not you. Oh, my. Oh, my. And they go back to pray again. Oh, Lord, deliver Peter. Lord, please deliver Peter. And Peter is standing at the door knocking. 
Oh, friends, I tell you, you've been going and you're still asking the Lord, Lord, do this. And he's standing at the door. He's already done it. He's already ambushed. He's gone forward. He's destroyed everything and you're still there, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And he's like, I'm standing at the door. Just open the door and let me in. Peter is gone free. Just let Peter in. Just let God in. He's finished the work. Just open the door and let him come in. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It is the same fire, amen. I tell you, that fire is greater than any other fire, amen. Oh, I'm going to close very soon. It's greater than any fire, amen. One time they took three Hebrew children and they threw them into a fire. Oh, but they had another fire that was on the inside of them. The fire was a fourth man that showed up in the fire. Oh, he was more than the fire because he's the one that created that fire. And if he created that fire, he had enough power to defeat the very same fire oh hallelujah oh come on church you've got a fire that is greater than the fire of the enemy remember that satan was created but you were not created you were in him from the foundation of the world you were never created but satan was created and everything that is created will come to an end but that which is not created can never come to an end you cannot come to an end you've got a fire in you that can never be quenched and fire in you that can never be destroyed oh come on church your fire is greater than any sickness your fire is greater than any trouble than any depression than any complex than any anxiety your fire is greater remember all these afflictions they were created but what is in you was not created Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, church of God. You've got a fire that has shut up in your bones. It is time to let the fire go to do its work. You've let the fire dormant. It has become ashes. But I tell you this evening, there is still unburned fuel. There is still more of the Holy Ghost. There is still unburned fuel. Young people, you can get more fuel. It is that fuel that will put you in the rapture. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, listen to this quote. Beginning and ending of the Gentile dispensation, Jeffersonville, 1955. It said, this glorious gospel has been prophesied by the old time prophets, Old Testament prophets. It's come down through the ages. It's here tonight. It's vindicated by God. It's vindicated. It's vindicated to be God. She swept the world. They've tried to put it out, but try to put but try to put out a fire on a windy day in a dry timberwood forest. Why you can't do it? More you would fight at it, more when you give it, more when you give it, how do it will burn? That's the only thing. Brother Branham said we used to have a little fire out in the mountain. When we used to try to make a fire burn early in the morning, he said, I'll get out there and throw some stick on it. It 
little go to smoke him. I know as sure as there is a little smoke, there is fire there somewhere. The only thing I have to do is take my heart and to find it and, and to go to finding it. And, and it finally caught fire. Is that that's what the church needs today? It's another finding of the mighty rushing wind like, like, like fell on the day of Pentecost to find it back in the faith again to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in his coming glory. Amen. It is time to start finding that fire. You've got to shut up on your bones. It is time to start finding it. Amen. How many have got fire this evening? How many you say, I'm going to find it? If I've got a fire, I'm going to use it to devour every enemy that will come my way. Because that same message that was in the prophet is in me. It is not unless, but it's the same thing that is in me. As a matter of fact, remember that we are a type of Elisha. And Elisha didn't just receive all that Elijah had. But Elisha actually received a double portion of what Elijah had. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I hope you get in it this evening. As a matter of fact, there came a time that Elisha died and Elisha was put in a grave. Oh, come on, church. This is coming fresh. It came a time he died and he was put in a grave. And the Moab boys had a war going on. And one of your men was dead. And they said, well, where do we throw this man? And they went forward and they saw Elisha's grave. And they just threw the man on Elisha's grave. But there was still fire in those bones. Oh, hallelujah. There was still fire in those bones there was still fire in there that they throw the dead man on that bone and dead man came back to life again there is fire in the bone of the bride oh come on church of God you've got fire shut up in your bones oh hallelujah oh hallelujah there is still fire shooting there we've got a double portion this evening hallelujah a double portion this evening Oh, any dead condition can come back to life once they come in contact with those bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, let's raise on our feet. Let's start to find that fire this evening. Let's start to find it this evening. You've got fire shut up on your bones. Hallelujah. Jeremiah had fire in his bones. Oh, you might be discouraged this evening, but I want you to realize there is still fire in there. There is still fire in there. Hallelujah. It cannot be extinguished. Why? Because what you received in the first place was the word of God. Amen. It cannot die. There is still unburned fuel this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If only you could tap into that this evening. Amen. God is more than ready. Amen. He's standing right there at the door. And he said, I've finished the work. Amen. I have run the course. Now it's your turn to run. Now it's your turn to go and conquer. Now it's your turn to go and be the victorious one. I have done and conquered the victory already, but now you follow me. You know, one time they had a fire, I think, in Leoville. And, you know, as the fire was going, oh, they had these fire fire men come over and you know when they came over and 
You know, the, the, the general said, you spring a little fire over there and, and spring a little fire over there and, and spring a little fire over there. And oh, the, the, the place just kept on burning and burning and burning. And Brother Branham said, finally, the call, the fire service from Louisville and the fire service from Louisville came over and he said, it just made a ton and they just flashed the whole ground down. And the master, the captain himself came out and he took an axe and he went down and he broke the window and he turned around and said, come on, boys, let's go put out this fire. I tell you, you have a master that has gone forward and is saying, come on, bride, let's go put out this fire. Let's go put out this fire of the enemy. Come on, young people, let's go put out this fire. He's gone on before. He's died on the cross. He's conquered everything. And he's saying, come on with me. I've got the power. I've got the authority. You have been well trained by the word of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be a coward. Stand as a son of God. Stand as a daughter of God. Toe to toe with the enemy. And you are going to obtain the victory. Don't turn back. You still have a fire that is shut up in your bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Still got a fire that is shut up in your bones. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. You've been given power to speak. You've been given power to speak. Don't you worry how long it takes. Just do like God did. Go and rest. Just go and rest. And you watch it. And as time, it'll start to spring forth. Because you didn't speak your word. You spoke this word. And when this word is spoken, the scripture says, it shall come to pass. And when it said it shall come to pass, it means it didn't give any time. But there's one thing sure about it, that it shall come to pass. That whatever you speak, that is what you will receive. Whatever you believe, that is what will be. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, our God is able. Our God is more than able. Amen. Amen. I hope the Lord, I hope you're somehow encouraged this evening. Amen. Friends, I tell you, we're living in a glorious time. Friends, this is the best time you could ever live in. He has poured it all down. He's given it all to you. You've got it all. You've got it all. Satan has just been a scarecrow. And you know why he's been scaring you? It's because he knows you got fire in your bones. That's the reason why he's been scaring you. You know why they put scarecrows around? They put scarecrows around because they're a good crop in there that they don't want anyone to come and take those crop. That's why they put the scarecrow and the enemy is trying to put a scarecrow why because he knows that the moment that you come to realize what is on the inside of you he has no ground to stand on he has no place to stand anymore oh church let's come to realization be not afraid let the fire go forth let a fire devour. Let a fire consume. Let a fire come fulfill its purpose. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Let's sing this song. 
is the Holy Ghost and fire. That is what is keeping me alive. It is not some old tradition that is keeping me alive. It is some, not some old theological, you know, seminary that is keeping me alive. It is not some intellectual thought of the message that is keeping me alive. But it is the Holy Ghost and fire that is what is keeping me alive. That is what is taking me day by day. That is what is moving me moment by moment, hour by hour. It is the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Oh, let's sing it like we believe this evening. Hallelujah. Help us there, Brother John. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Oh, keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's down in my heart, and it's keeping me alive. Yes, it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. Well, it's down in my heart, and it's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus, it's keeping me alive. And it's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Oh, it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. Well, it's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive, and it's down in my heart, and it's keeping me alive. Oh, keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. It's down in my heart, and it's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus is keeping me alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the Holy Ghost and fire inside of you that is keeping you alive. Oh, hallelujah, church of God. He's alive. He's alive and well. Amen. It is truly the Holy Ghost inside of us that is keeping us alive. Amen. Well, I am glad that you brought your joy shoes this evening because you're going to need them. Hallelujah. Amen. I guess some of you thought I'd forgotten about the joy shoes. I haven't. I haven't. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that song. There is power. There is one the working power in the blood. It's got power to break every shackle. It's got power to break every chain. It's got Hallelujah. power to break every disease. There is power in the blood. Amen. The blood is life. The life is the word. And the word is the fire. And it shut up in your bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Oh, that sing that tell him, Brother John. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you for evil victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And would you be free from your passion pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing, Calvary's time. There's wonderful power in the blood. Yes, there is power, there's power, wonder-working power in the blood. Yes, there's power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life, giving flow for there's wonderful power in the blood. Yes, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, In the precious blood of the Lamb. And would you serve Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. Yes, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the land. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power. walls can come down this evening hallelujah you've been given power 
human given authority hallelujah oh hallelujah I believe there's shout in the camp this evening there is a shout in the camp this evening don't leave one devil still standing this evening take them all down this evening take them down with the power of the word of God there is still power in the blood there is still power in the word and believe it you walk home and you still feel the pain keep believing let me say one thing to you before I was coming to the service I started to have a pain in my hip I got off the car I was with John but he didn't say anything it was hard for me to walk but made my, my way to the office and the pain was just getting worse and I was like oh my how are we going to speak but I had came back in the office and just before we prayed before coming in I just said you know just pray for my hip because it's pretty hurting and, and Brian just prayed and he prayed and he said Lord as he comes to the platform let the Holy Ghost come down on him and let the Holy Ghost so fill his body that every pain that is in there will live him and I tell you I came I was still having pain I got up here there was still pain but when I walked up here the pain was gone there is still power there is fire that is shut up in the bone of the believer hallelujah There is still power, church. There is still power. You've got fire shut up in your bone. Don't be afraid to proclaim the word of God. He will back it up. And I don't believe I'm walking down this platform with any pain. And I don't believe it's ever coming back again. Because that Holy Ghost that has come to take the pain away is going to keep me. Because of the Holy Ghost and fire that is keeping me alive. Hallelujah. There is still power, church. You've got fire shut upon your bones. Claim the word of God. Stand toe-to-toe with the enemy. Be not afraid. Hallelujah, church. Oh, mine. why do you let the enemy squat your ground and squat your ground? Hallelujah. But the brother will tell obey your mind that it was, was there and the enemy came to him. I'm going to close and your man came to him and, and you know he was sleeping and he had a dream and the enemy rose up and he started to say boo and boo and the more the enemy said boo the enemy became bigger and, and became bigger and became bigger and he noticed that the enemy was going to overcome him and he took the word of God and he said boo back and the more he said boo back the enemy became smaller and smaller until he whipped that enemy until he whipped him till he was dead Take the word of God. I'm whipping Brother Branham in the greatest battle ever fought. He said, you take the word and walk him. And he said, if you walk him and it doesn't go, walk him again. And walk him again. And walk him again. Walk him until he is dead. Hallelujah. Amen. There is power in the church. Let's not limit God in any ways. Let's let God have his free cause. Hey man, when you come up for prayer, believe in that you're not living the same way. Claim it. What happened in the office? It was the same God in the office that stands here on the platform. It's not a different God in there. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Oh, glory. I, I, I just don't know how to close the service, but we'll close it this evening. Amen. Let's sing this song. He's in the house. I ask for the Moses if you come close for us in a word of prayer. Amen. He's in the house. That has to flee. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that to him. A little girl was lying there. Just laughed at Jesus when he said she's only sleeping. As he took her by the hand, she began to live again. Some began to praise the Lord, some began to this heart of mine and gave me life again and I am just a house of clay but ever since that blessed day there's a light that shines on me for all the world to see that he's in the house so death has